Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Hey, I'm Kevin Cerrito, radio host, trivia host, bingo host, and wrestling host here in Memphis, and I'm hanging with Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Hey, you guys. I am Andrea Finice, lifestyle blogger and creative entrepreneur. I own an apothecary in search of our gardens, and we talk about all things about living well, simply, and beautiful, and with grace. And I am with Ina Esco of Verbally Effective Podcast. Exact Tax Prep is an independently owned tax preparation company specializing in preparing and electronically filing federal and state income tax returns for individuals and small businesses. Contact Email Sagi Jr. with the Exact Tax team to provide you with the top of the line tax strategies. By educating clients on new and existing tax laws, Emil's goal is to ensure that you make the right financial decision. Contact Email Sagi Jr. today at 901 752 9152 or email E S I G E E at E D X A C T T A X P R E P dot com. Greetings, greetings, and welcome to another edition of the Verbally Effective Podcast. I am your host, your double E, Ina Esco. You know, this podcast intersects art, culture, politics, entertainment with a Memphis focus. You know, there is no shortage of amazing Memphians that are doing amazing things in the community of Memphis. So I'll definitely have them on the show. Before we get started, I want to send a huge shout out to the Consortium MMT, the Talent Development Center. A big shout out to Morel, to Ari, Patrick, Brandon. And I also want to send my condolences out to my former colleague, over there at iHeartRadio, Mr. Bobby OJ, who passed away very recently. Um, I just want to send my prayers and condolences to his family before we get started. Now, let's get right into it. Um, I have a beautiful young lady with me who is blazing trails in the interior design industry. And when I say the industry, not only Memphis, but internationally, I am talking about the lead designer, the producer, and also the founder of Brie & Co. I'm talking about Brie Salisbury. How are you, gorgeous? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on the podcast. You know, what blew me away was that mansion party that that <laughs> you curated not too long ago. Yes. I was like, wow, like, this, is this in Memphis? Is this nearby? 
and everything was so beautiful. The flowers, the decor. I was like, wow. And I saw that you put that together. Yes. And I was like, I got to get her on the podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's an honor to be here. Thank you. Wow. And I know this is your first podcast. It is. So I'm ready for you to tell us all about you, Bree. Where are you originally from? I am originally from um, East Memphis. Okay. Um, I graduated from Germantown, though, Germantown House School. But I am originally from East Memphis. Okay, so tell me about growing up in East Memphis. Oh, I mean, it was it was great. I come from a um, small, um, but just very close-knit family. Um, and so when I say small, as far as intimate, we have a lot of extended family. <laughs> My grandma is like that grandma where she's, where she's everybody's grandma. Okay. And so I come from just a very close-knit family um, who really enjoyed uh, just spending quality time, hosting things. And so there was always something going on. Um, at the house, we were always cooking and entertaining people, um, which is in part, I'm sure, where, yes. you know, where all of that came from and where I am today. Um, but, yeah, so growing up, it was it was really, really fun. I was able to just be a kid and do me. You. Absolutely. No pressure, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, and you was over there at Germantown <laughs> High School. I don't get a lot of Ger- what, what do y'all call? The, the Red Devils. The Red Devils. Yes. I, I always like to say Germanites for some reason. Really? Not, that's not Germanites. <laughs> <laughs> the Red Devils, The though. Red Devils, Okay, yes. so tell me, what were you involved in over there with the Red Devils, girl? So... In high school, more so, I used to dance, like, elementary, middle school. In high school, I focused a lot on academics, and so I was heavily involved with my academics. I also did do, like, some journalism things there as well, because they had a really, really great journalism program there. Um, and so I kind of did some things um, in that department as well, but mainly it was it was focused on just my academics in high school. Were you like an honor student. Absolutely. I was mm-hmm. in honors and I did dual enrollment and all of that kind of stuff. So I was taking college courses in um, in high school as well. So I was able to go over to college with college credits already. So Cool beans. You know, I have a son right now. He's about to be a senior and he's he already has college yeah. credits. So I think yeah. that's an absolutely great thing. It is. It is. Preparing him, honey. It's a journey. Look, we can go 15 minutes on that, but I'm not going <laughs> to get on you, know. Dallas. I'm not going to get on you, Dallas. So, Bree, let's Let's talk about college, your college matriculation. Yeah. Where did you go? Yeah, and so where did I went you major to um, the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. Um, I graduated with a communications degree in public relations. Why did you choose that? So the crazy thing is, originally, I did not choose public relations. I actually went in um, wanting to do nursing. Um, and I think that was just, nursing is just like a guaranteed feel. You know, um, I always have pre- been pretty decent and, you know, like, um, anatomy and biology and the sciences. And so I'm like, okay, well, nursing, I think I can, you know, I can do nursing. Um, and then once I got into it and really just kind of, you know, started to really kind of understand who I am and what I really desired, um, and just what I was more so passionate about. I've always been a person that's passionate about words and so like strategic comms and um, branding and marketing and those kinds of things excited me. And so one of my best friends was like, have you thought about PR? And I'm like, no. He was like, look into PR. I can totally see you doing that. Like, you have the vibe, the look, the intellect. Like, you you know, you're really good at building relationships. I really feel like that would be something you'd be great at. And so I looked into it. I'm like, 
this screams Bree Salisbury. Okay. <laughs> when you know, you know. Exactly. I'm like, yes, this is my thing here. And so um, I switched my major. Um, I At that point, I think I was maybe going into my junior year. Um, but I knew, I'm like, yeah, nursing's really not for me. And when I thought about it, I'm like... I'm such an empath. I really don't like blood. You know, just all of those kinds of things. So it was only right. And so I switched, and um, it was amazing. I got the opportunity to study abroad in Italy. Um, Oh, my God. It was such an incredible experience, their culture, um, just the beauty and the art and the the luxury, all of those things that um, Europe and just Italy embodies in general. It was just such a beautiful experience. And it just, it opens your mind when you travel abroad and you, you, you're you in the U.S. and you're in your city and, you know, you're just kind of confined to those things. When you go out, it just broadens everything and just lets you know there's a bigger world out here than, you know, than your little box. And so um, it was just such a great experience. I also was able to travel to New York and go to some of the top ad PR agencies and get industry insight there. And so it was just a really, really great program um, that was really resourceful and just allowed us to explore those kinds of opportunities that I think also just aided in me being exposed to um, luxury and being exposed to certain experiences that in turn, I'm like, I want to bring this back to like my people. You know, I want us to be able to experience this outside of having to go out of the country or, you know, go to other places. I want to bring this, like, this culture and these different things back to the city, so. Yes. So, when you graduated from UT, what was next for Brie? So, I graduated, and then I had my beautiful baby girl. Okay. Shout out to my baby, Gianni Stout. Gianni, that's Um, pretty. Yeah, so I I had her, and so I took some time off to really just immerse myself in motherhood and just Mm -hmm. bond with her. So, we had that beautiful time together. And then, after that, I went into education, which was completely unexpected. How did that happen, Brie? I know. So... Someone reached out to me and was like, you need to apply for this position. Um, You know, um, we think this will be great for you. This will be a leg in. And, you know, you can just kind of move, you know, in the district to maybe a more um, befitting position that fits your background. But let's get in the door. So this is a position that I think that will be great for you, a leg in. And so I applied and um, it was it was great when I originally applied. Entered into the district, I worked under the deputy superintendent um, and assistant superintendent of schools. And so um, it was just really a a great um, job. I had bosses, just real girl bosses that Mm -hmm. really empowered my voice, um, that really allowed me to come in um, and really gain the the confidence that I needed um, to really be a professional. And so I didn't really have a background in education, but because I had that leadership um, that was just very open, like I said, to empowering young minds, Mm -hmm. um, I was able to project lead um, the very first grading protocols that were um, approved and set forth by the district. So something that had never been done before in just, I think, four or five months of me being there. Mm-hmm. Bam, I was able to come in and do that. Um, really, and like I said, I really accredit my leadership a lot because they came in and was like, listen, and they would always <laughs> say this, it's so funny, we finna baptize you by fire. You know, they just, they recognize the potential. Yes. They recognize um, my work ethic and my ability to, even if I didn't know, I was willing to do the work to figure it out. And anything that I do, I want to make sure that I put 100 
percent into mm-hmm. everything that I do um, because my name is on it, you know. Okay. And so, um, and so, even when I didn't know the information, um, I was willing to put in the work, and they really valued that. I mean, like I said, they they valued my uh, my ideas and what I brought to the, and my fresh perspective too, just mm-hmm. being a millennial, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and being and that's fresh, what they yeah, need. They, yeah, just some fresh ideas yeah. and really trying to understand our perspective and really be able to implement some of those things into the changes that they were wanting to see in the district. So really, really exciting time. Um, and then I moved from that to I was promoted, got the blessing from um, my my bosses there and was promoted to another department, making more money um, in the HR department. Okay. And so I was doing um, some recruiting and I was in talent acquisition. And so um, there I was really able to um, make my footprint in that, um, in that department as well. I um, became one of the top recruiters, like, you know, right before um, I left, like I had been awarded like top recruiter on my team. Wow. And then I also built the uh, virtual platform okay. that we implemented once everything went virtual and COVID you hit. You built the platform. Yep. yep. Wow. I created the platform, implemented, and we were able to hire hundreds of teachers mm-hmm. doing a global teacher That's shortage. That's a big deal. It was, it was a big deal. And so I was really, really proud of myself um, around that. And then... Mm-hmm. Something interesting really happened. Okay, okay. <laughs> a little get into it, but yeah, it was it was it was a great experience overall. I wouldn't change a thing, um, and it was definitely um, a learning curve for me as well. Yes, yeah. and Bree, I heard you mention getting baptized by the fire, and often when we get baptized by the fire, that brings out the best. Oh, in us. yeah, it's, you know, it's fight or flight, honey. Really, it's, it's going to bring out the the best or, or the worst. And or so, the worst. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. And and I can kind of parallel that to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. You know, we're idle at the mm-hmm. house. Uh, a lot of us were idle at the house, and you know, a lot of time on your hands to think about what what's important to me. What do I really want to do? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you've had that experience. Oh, right? absolutely, absolutely. I during the pandemic and just when everything shifted. Um, it really gave us a lot of time, you know, like you just said, for everybody to just really figure out what was important, Mm -hmm. you know, during that time. And so we went, like I said, from being in person to virtual, um, and things just got a lot harder. It was different, um, which was, which was fine. Like I said, I, um, I welcome the challenges and, and the hard work. And so, um, I mean, I was working 12, 14 hour days when things went, went virtual. Yeah. Just building this, this unprecedented, uh, platform. Something that had never been done before. But all while doing that, I'm thinking about, Brie, what do you really want, though? Like, like this really ain't it. This yeah. ain't <laughs> you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I did. But during that time, though, I was thinking, like, what really makes you happy? Like, are you are you truly fulfilled in doing this, you know? Um, even though you are, you know, acquiring a success at what you're doing and you're excelling, does this fulfill you? And so that was a, a question that I really had to contend with during that time. Um, but I still think me being me and I'm, I'm, I'm type A, I am um, a perfectionist. Okay. <laughs> and then I also um, don't believe in quitting, right? Mm-hmm. Um Oh, at least, you know, at the time. And so, um, anyway, I was kind of, like, forced, honestly, to to uh, 
make a decision to pivot mm-hmm. um, and to pursue purpose. I don't know that I willingly went into purpose. I don't know that I willingly went into um, my passions. You but said you were forced. Yeah, I lost my job. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. See how we can excel exactly. in all of these amazing you know, endeavors. And, and that's my first time saying that a lot. I, I lost my job, okay. you know, um, which was unexpected because I just named all of these great right. things. You were right? like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> All of these great things, and then bam, mm. you know, I, I I lose my job, and so during that time, initially it was the initial onset of confusion, and you know, like why me, and you know, I really gave this my all, and I was excelling or whatever, and so I really had to make the decision of, am I going to dwell in pity, or am I going to pivot, right? Right. Um, and so I made the decision. Um, to pivot, you know, um, I gained some spiritual insight around that as well. Um, you know, I, I really felt like God was saying to me also, you know, you've seen what you can do. And that's what really this was about. This was about you proving to yourself, right, and gaining the confidence that you need because you're equipped with everything that, you know, that you're you're called to do. And so that same energy and effort, right, that you've put into, um, you know, creating first without even having a, a background in education for the largest school district in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I need you to take this same energy and effort and those hours that you're putting mm-hmm. into building something else and put it into what I've called you to do. Okay. Right. Okay. And that's easier said than done. I was like, yes, God, wait a minute. Is. Yes, it is. <laughs> wait a minute. Okay. Yes. That that was a that was a insurance. That was a steady paycheck. <laughs> you know. Okay. You wait got a, a minute, little girl. Right. You, you know. know and so it was really hard to make that decision. Um, but I did it. It was the biggest leap of faith um, to date, and I did it, and God has really been rewarding me ever since. So, Bree, at that moment, that pivotal moment, did you know you wanted to start Bree and Company? No. So, what was on so. your mind then? Like, what was what was God telling you to do? So, over time, like, I had always like done done events and kind of hosted little things um but for family and friends it was never mm-hmm. anything that I thought I was going to monetize right mm-hmm. you know and sometimes when you're gifted in a certain area you don't even realize that there's value right that it could be very lucrative because it just comes so natural right mm-hmm. and so that's kind of what it was it was like you know we I hosted you know I didn't think it was real money in event planning you know mm-hmm. then a, a pandemic hit like okay. ain't nobody doing events right mm-hmm. at least that's what I thought um and so it was really radical right to even decide that um, not only am I going to start a company that does event planning and interior design, but I'm going to launch this company during a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yes. Like, <laughs> a good crazy. That's crazy, a right? Crazy. But that's what I was instructed to do. And um, in my obedience, oh, my God, mm-hmm. God just blew my mind. So tell me about one of the first events you put together. So one of the first events I put together, um, it was a 30th birthday party. Um, she wanted kind of like a boho type theme. And um, no, one of the first ones that I put together actually was for one of my best friend's parents. So mm-hmm. their 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And this was actually in uh, Nashville. So I traveled to Nashville to do this. Um, and so I went and... Um, I, it was just, it was an incredible 
experience. They were blown away mm-hmm. um, by the transformation. I transformed their entire uh, back patio area. They have okay. a beautiful home, um, and they uh, their back patio area by their pool. Um, we transformed that. I mean, literally, we dropped chandeliers from the ceiling. We put up okay. trays. I mean, it was it was beautiful, mm-hmm. and so they were really blown away. And that's when I realized I'm like, Bree, like you, <laughs> you, you okay, outdid girl. yourself. You outdid yourself, okay. honey. And so and so much so that um, even her parents. They were like interested at that point in investing. Like, okay, what's where do you see BS and Co? Because wow. we're, you know, like I, I want to invest in this at the time. That scared me because I'm like, wait a minute, I'm just getting started. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even know how to go into the conversation of investing right now. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm still kind of kind of trying to structure things. But that also kind of spoke to the fact that other people see real value mm-hmm. in what I'm doing as well. Yeah. So I think that was just a reminder at that time, um, you know, from God that, in not, right direction. yeah, you're, you're going in the right direction. Not only do you see value in what you're doing, but others see value so much that they're willing to invest their money into mm-hmm. what you're doing. And so Amen. that was, yeah, that Amen. was a really, really great affirming moment for me. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And you know what, Bree? Sometimes when we begin the journey of entrepreneurship, you know, we do our research, uh, whatever industry it is, on what should we be pricing people and comparing it to other cities, mm-hmm. other people that do the same thing. Was that something hard for you to, you know, give those actual prices? Yeah. Um, I, I do think... Um, that's something, and I think as, as entrepreneurs, we we do kind of struggle with charging our worth. Certainly, yes. sometimes as um, minority mm-hmm. uh, business owners, you know, you just kind of have a hard time sometimes with really charging what you're worth. But I think one of the things that helped with that one, um, one of the first investments that I made after going into entrepreneurship was um, going into. Uh, I don't know why. Just the Event Academy was okay. the name of it. Yes, um, hosted by Carlene Roy, and so okay, um, she's from Memphis. Absolutely, she yeah. is. That's that's my mentor. She's the goat. Um, but the name of that program was called um, the Event Academy, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the first investments that I made, and it was an academy for um, event planners. Whether you were new to the event industry or you were seasoned and just kind of you know wanted to take it to the next level, and so for me, um, even though um, I had started and I was doing well. Um, I felt like I just wanted um, to continue to grow and to learn in any way that I can. So any way that I can gain more information and knowledge and insight of the industry um, that I was building my business around, I wanted to engage in um, following Carleen and just knowing her journey and how mm-hmm. she's been, been able yes. to reach the, the level of success that she's reached and um, host, you know, celebrities and just be at the level that she's at. I'm like, I want to learn from her, mm-hmm. right? And so in me um, enrolling in the Event Academy and going through that entire process, it really helped to affirm a lot of questions um, and things that I that I had. And so one of those things was was pricing. Like, mm-hmm. what do I need to be charging for mm-hmm. this? Um, and so she really helped very early to keep me from lowballing myself. Okay. Um, so just kind of talking through what that looks like. Um, it was a great. Uh, a great experience that was also her first time um, launching the Event Academy. So it was really like a divine thing, mm-hmm. um, just the right thing at the right moment. And so I connected myself to that and just got some amazing tips. Um, and one of them being like, what does charging around something like this need to look like? Yes. And so that was kind of how I was able to gain a con- the uh, the confidence that Brie, 
first of all, what you're charging is enough, but you really need to raise your price. You know, okay. raise your prices based on what you know you're really able to produce, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's Because you're what dealing happened. with luxury. You're dealing with bespoke events. Like, yeah. this costs money, oh, money. absolutely. And I am very, very, anybody that's worked with me, they know I'm so particular about that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very selective on who I connect my brand with, who I align my brand with, because I am serious when it comes to producing um, luxury experiences. Mm-hmm. And I think that we deserve that. I think our city deserves that. And so mm-hmm. that's one of my missions, too. Like I said, I've been able to travel out of the country and just really go all over and experience looks, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like Memphis deserves that as well. We don't have to just go to your L.A.s mm-hmm. and your Miamis and your New Yorks and out of the country to experience luxury experiences. We have so much talent here. Um, we have, you know, such a unique experience in Memphis. And so I want to be able to bring true luxury to the city here as well because we deserve that. And our people and, are waiting on that. And you have definitely been doing and that. And they've proven that, yes. right? They have proven that with the support. It just it let me know that they've been waiting on this. Yes. And I just I wanted to frame events that <sighs> I felt like I didn't see that I would like to have attended or been a part of. Mm-hmm. And so... That's what I've decided to align my brand with doing. What does a customer for Brie & Co. look like? Well, what does a customer for BS & Co. look like? And, it, I mean, my customers are very diverse, right? Okay. But these are customers who have disposable income, who value luxury experiences, mm-hmm. really. And so I don't know that there is a certain look, but just people who value the same things that, that we want to produce, which mm-hmm. is a luxury experience. Yes, and I'm glad that you're doing this because um you know, um, I know you mentioned that you saw the podcast with Carmion mm-hmm. and you know, one of the, the things that we talked about is the percentage of African Americans in Memphis mm-hmm. who do this type of work mm-hmm. and how you're accepted in this space mm-hmm. in this city. Mm-hmm. How has Memphis welcomed you? Oh man. Since your journey began. Oh my God. It it has been incredible. And sometimes our city gets a bad rap of like, oh, they're not gonna support or, you know, we're so divided. And that has not been my experience mm-hmm. at all in um launching my business in this city. Um everybody's been so supportive. Mm-hmm. Um and not just with their words, but by action. Anything yeah. that I put out there um, for people to attend, they show up and they mm-hmm. show out. Yes. I.e. this last Leisure Label event. Oh, <laughs> at the mansion. Yeah, and, and that was a, a very intimate and private event. Um, we hosted a small group of uh, tastemakers and influencers in the city, but the way that they showed up and showed out, mm-hmm. and the level of content that they produced they, around this event, we could not have paid for, right? You're they, right. They you're showed right. out, and I was just, I was so proud they of my They probably city. never seen anything like that in Memphis, because I, I, I hadn't. <laughs> yeah, I had so many people to reach out, um, and I'm, I'm always blown away by the response and just the beautiful messages and DMs that mm-hmm. I get. Um, but I had so many people to reach out and just say, you know, thank you so much for bringing something like this to the city. Like, I, I either attended this event and didn't feel like I was even in Memphis or I seen this event. And, you know, it just made me feel like I was, you know, in a L.A. or in a yes. Miami. And um, that that really, really felt great to hear mm-hmm. because that, that's the goal. That's mm-hmm. the goal. I want people to enjoy experiences that are different, that are innovative, innovative and that are also um, luxury. I mean, yeah. true luxury. True luxury. <laughs> How many uh, clients do you have in the fold right now that you're working with? Oh, wow. I, I don't even know. Like, literally, I just had to 
And this was a big step for me. I just hired an assistant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I just, and people are like, that's a big step. Yes, because mm-hmm. I am so hands-on. Like, I, I want everything done a certain way. Um, and I really had to get out the mindset that if it's not done by me, it can't be done mm-hmm. in order to really scale um, and to take the company to where it needs to go. And so um, I have an amazing um, assistant who she worked with me on several projects in the past. I've, I would bring her on as an event assistant. But with the way things are going, I'm just like, listen, I, I can't I can't do it all. I need somebody to come in and really manage my life. And you, and <laughs> and you my eventually realize that because you can't do it by listen, yourself. You need a team. I can't. And I'm, I'm big on, um, on, on customer experience and them mm-hmm. having a quality experience as well. And so me by myself, I will drop the ball. I needed somebody that's going to come in and, and really be able to pick it up and allow me to focus on the bigger picture things and being mm-hmm. a visionary and really being able to produce. Yes. Yeah. Well, I look forward to coming to a BS and Co. event, honey. You will Do like a, a live, personal invitation. Look, a live podcast. And I thought about that, but it was too late for the Leisure Label event. That would yes. have been a great one, but no worries. We have some things coming look, up. Look, I'll be so. there. I'll be there. <laughs> glam to the wham. Absolutely. Okay, Brie, repeat. Repeat after me. <laughs> Amen. Say mine. Amen. Say mine. <laughs> this is a moment of transparency between me and you. Okay. If you could curate the most fabulous event that you have not seen yet, what would that look like, Bree? Mm. Amen. Say mine. The most fabulous event. To me, Something that's, that's probably in your mind and you, no one has asked for it. And that's such a complex question because, I mean, my mind just goes everywhere when you say that. What I will say is I I don't know that I can really speak right now of the most fabulous event that I would create. But one of my goals, right? Come that, on, goals. <laughs> Come on, goals. That I would love to create, and I was just talking to some friends about this, is this luxury social club Mm, i like it for us by us Mm -hmm. right but i i want to create this private exclusive social club for um minority entrepreneurs and business owners just a place where we can really come and let our hair down Mm -hmm. and a place that's really designed for us one of the things that i love to do when i'm creating i love to go to just really nice um Restaurants or really nice places that really kind of um, generate a level of creativity and luxury, right? Mm-hmm. And so I like to kind of sit in those places and and um, and eat and have my tea or or mm-hmm. whatever um, as I'm as I'm working and creating. And so I would love to create a space um, that offers like you know Lux co working spaces that maybe has some restaurants in mm-hmm. it that has um, a gym. I see it. where they can come and do it. they can come they can work and then they can go mm-hmm. and do yoga. I want something that's going to have a rooftop, you know, mm-hmm. a, a pool type situation. And so, but it's it's a social club mm-hmm. and it's and it's also geared towards business people and um, creatives. Yes. It's like a, a a safe haven, right, mm-hmm. where I can come and do all the things, right? Have you seen that in another city and you want to duplicate it here? So I don't. No, well, there there are places like Soho House. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Soho House? Mm-hmm. So places like that um, that I that I think are amazing. But again, something like that. But I want to create it 
for people like me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And not to say that those spaces are not for people like us, mm-hmm. but I want this space to feel like. You, you know what I'm talking I about? Feel, you. feel like it's mm-hmm. for us. When you walk in, oh, this is for us, right? Yeah. Right. But I want it to also, like I said, give luxury. Mm-hmm. Through and through. Everything about it. I, look. look I, I feel <laughs> like this is going to happen yeah. sooner than later. Absolutely. I know this is a goal for you, Absolutely. but you're a very determined young lady. You have a huge vision, and you deliver. Yeah. So, look, I'm, I'm just looking forward to more <laughs> BS and Co. events here in the city of Memphis and beyond because yeah. you're everywhere. Yeah. And you've worked with, like, tons of celebrities. I, I was looking through your... Um, Instagram social media page, and you've worked with quite a few celebrities coming through the city. I, I have. Could you and tell us about some of those? Yeah, um, one of the one of the ones um, that it was it was my very first um, celebrity event, and Carlene. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a full circle moment for me because I did her event academy, wow. and so I was in LA actually vacationing, and Carlene um, she reached out to me and she said, "Hey." Um, I have an opportunity for you. Can you talk? And so I'm looking at the phone like, Carlene just re- <laughs> Carlene just <laughs> reached goal. out to me and said she has an opportunity. So I'm like, absolutely, I can talk. And so um, she uh, she I give her my number and she gives me a call um, and she says. Um, I have an opportunity. Rick Ross's sister is um, having a birthday party, and, you know, I would love for you to do this event. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Rick Ross, they're looking for somebody to do it, and I would love for you to take this project on. Boom. This is maybe, I think, Tuesday or Wednesday. The party is Monday. Mm. Right? So the pressure. Only, right? I only have a couple of days. So I'm shaking in my boots and I'm like, Rick Ross. Like, mm-hmm. are you crazy? You know, in my mind, I'm like, are you yeah. crazy? But shaking in my boots, I told her, absolutely. And I w- can do was it. Was he demanding luxury? Oh, I, I mean, <laughs> the name Rick Ross demands luxury. He don't have to say a word. Right? Right. right. <laughs> and so I just knew I had to be on mm-hmm. my A game for this. And so even though I had a couple of days, I was not even in the city. I was in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, I came back, I think, that Thursday day. Immediately when I got got off the plane, I went to a walkthrough and began to de- design the space. So they had Privé picked out. Um, and so I went to Privé and walked through and just literally at that moment began to design the space. And um, it turned out amazing. Yes, um, it looked amazing. Yeah. Um, she was blown away, Carlene. Um, I didn't even know at the time that she was coming. Mm. And so she came from New York to the event. Trina was there. Rick Ross was there. Um, of course, his beautiful sister was there because this is what the event was about. But it was just, it was it was incredible. And, and a full circle moment yeah, a for full, you. a full circle moment. She was moment. proud of her grass. High five. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I felt like I was being hazed. You okay, know, like, okay. But it was, but no, she she was great. She was such a such a such a great support, and she was like, anything that you need, any way that I can support you, you know, I will. And she did just that, and she came, like I said, and um, that just kind of began. Um, the mentorship and her mm-hmm. just being a resource to me. She yeah. is absolutely amazing. And from there, she's continued to call me for things. Boom. Yeah. And it's great to find a good mentor oh, like absolutely. that. Especially for women of our color. Oh. You know what I'm saying? For Listen. our culture. We absolutely. need it. We need it. Absolutely. I'm still looking for a good mentor yeah. around yeah. here. But... And it happened organically, too. Yeah. Because, you know, I... I desired a mentor, but I didn't even know where to start in getting exactly. a mentor, you know? And so I was, I, I did the work. Doing the work. You know, and it gravitates to you. Exactly, exactly. I, I didn't know that 
you know, in making the decision to further my craft and um, enroll in the event academy that that would lend itself to her now paying attention to what I had going on. Yes. And it lend itself to saying, oh, I think she's ready for this kind of opportunity. Yes. And then from there, you know, gaining a, a mentor. So, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, Bree Salisbury, you are amazing, dear. <laughs> I really you. enjoyed listening to your amazing journey. Thank I, you I so think much. that this is just the beginning you know, you have so much more work to do. Absolutely. You've already done a lot, but, <laughs> I mean, the expectations have been set high, mm-hmm. and I know you will deliver. And Thank I'm looking you forward so to coming much. to them. You Absolutely. Know, bespoke events, honey. Uh, let the Verbally Effective audience know how they can follow your journey mm-hmm. and get in touch with you. Absolutely. So I am available on Instagram. Um, my business page is at Bree Salisbury and Co., um, and my personal page is Brianica underscore Salisbury. And so um, if you are interested um, or inquiring services, um, you can also email me once you go on to uh, my Instagram page. It is a contact tab that you're able to go to that lends itself to my email. And you can email me your inquiry. And then from there, we normally send over like a discovery questionnaire. And then we begin the process of it. So, Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much, Bree, for joining Thank me Thank you so today. much for having me. This was so you're much fun. Welcome. Yes, you did. <laughs> my awesome. first podcast. You did great. You did great. <laughs> in Memphis, I know you guys want a little luxury in your life. Call mm-hmm. my girl, Bree Salisbury. So she can curate something beautiful for you all. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast, Verbally Effective, on all streaming platforms and the Ina Esco YouTube channel. Episode 211 in the books. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks.